Right now we're chatting about the New Mexico GOP. Now, this is what they did. In a party email, they pleaded with supporters uh, to work hard to change the complexion of our congressional delegation. Okay, now... The three New Mexicans who are our representatives, Ben Ray Lujan, Deb Halland, Socio Torres Small, two Hispanics, one native, and the using the word complexion drew the ire of some people. Some people, including Brett Coconatus. He's a Republican. He's running for a congressional seat, District 1. That's Deb Hallen's seat, Central uh, New Mexico, Albuquerque area, that congressional seat. And now Brett Coconatus is calling for the resignation of party chairman Steve Pierce. Of course, Steve Pierce, the longtime uh, congressman uh, from the 2nd Congressional District, he resigned, or he didn't run for re-election to run for governor. He was defeated handily by Michelle Lujan Grisham in uh, in 2018, and then he ran for party chairman. And he's been running the party at this point. And as far as, uh, of course, we got a long way to go. There's some people that are upset with the way he's ran the party. And, of course, this... Uh, um, the the term complexion of the congressional delegation has drawn ire from some people. Brett Coconatus is with us. Hi, Brett. Hey, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing good. Brett, of course, is uh, running for CD1 here in the state of New Mexico. So tell me about um, what has gone down. Kind of recap it for us, and especially where you took offense to the word complexion being in this uh, GOP email. Right. Well, you know, it's 2020. The Republicans have a battle. We have a great opportunity in New Mexico to flip a lot of these seats. We have candidates of different cultures and backgrounds, even on the Republican side, running. Mm-hmm. And when I first published this out on Facebook, you know, I said, let's let's demand an apology. You know, and then, of course, the GOP communications director comes out and they double down on the definition instead of saying all of the common taglines we've been using. Flip yeah. New Mexico red, turn New Mexico red, and you know whether you agree with the chairman's definition and the party's definition of complexion and how it was used, we basically shot ourselves in the foot on the issue, and then we handed over the ammunition to the Democrats. Mm-hmm. You know this is not helpful to candidates in in New Mexico when we have you know statewide forty six percent of our registered voters are Democrats. 30% are Republicans. Mm-hmm. So for any of these seats to be won by candidates, we have to be able to pull votes from the independents, you know, from the from the others, and, and from Democrat voters. Yeah. It was just a very foolish mistake, and what really brought the insult to injury was doubling down. Yeah. You know, just the other week, I was out uh, in Torrance County, and Steve Pierce came out and talked to us, and he was talking about the initiatives for 2020, reaching out to the Hispanic communities because of the perceived image of the Republican Party. So right after that statement, then then he goes out and, and pushes this narrative out and stands behind it. It's made national news. It's in NBC. Yeah. This is not something that any candidate in New Mexico is going to benefit from on the GOP side. You know, Steve has a history of promising things, growing the party, improving the state uh, party's messaging, 
even promising families in return that he was going to build a rehab facility. And there hasn't been much success on any of these issues. You know, even Donald Trump's campaign, the presidential campaign, passed up state leadership to help them with the 2020 election and brought in their own team from Arizona and around the state to organize for the president in New Mexico. So what are we doing? You know, leadership mm. needs to realize that if candidates are going to win, we need the support of the Republican Party, the Republican Party, the Democrats, and the independent votes to win these elections. Let so me, we have to be yeah. able to appeal to them. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Brett. If, if say, the, in the three congressional members are of people of color, there's two Hispanics, uh, Native American, and Deb Haaland, if, if our congressional delegation, just say they were white, and they use the same term, change the complexion of our congressional delegation, would you have been as upset about it as you are now? Yes. I, I definitely think I would be. I mean, complexion is just, what's the first word that comes to your mind, Brandon? When I think complexion... Soap think commercials. Yes, soap <laughs> commercials, makeup, you know, it's all about tone and color. It was... Uh, it, I don't think that they did it intentionally, but they had an opportunity to correct it, and they didn't. Instead, Steve Pierce and, and his team doubled down on it, mm-hmm. and I think that that's not helpful for us. I really don't think so. You know, the other issues are, like you mentioned, candidates like Karen Bedoni in the 3rd Congressional District, Elisa Martinez running for U.S. Senate, you know, myself. The party needs to put its best foot forward in 2020 and insist on pushing back on these tired, exhausted candidates that they keep supporting in these races. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in my... Even in my race, Michelle Garcia Holmes, great woman. You know, I voted for her last election with Steve Pierce, but she she's ran for city mayor. She lost. She ran for lieutenant governor with Steve and lost. And yet the party seems to pick and choose what candidates that they're going to support that basically aligns with uh, who maybe they can influence or control. And I've heard this from other candidates. Yeah. I would not be surprised if we don't see another candidate come into the U.S. Senate race, you know, early next year. It's almost like you're describing Steve Pierce as like an old-time party boss that's well, picking that's picking the the candidates here and setting some up for hopefully success, and others, you know, fall to the wayside. Well, my question is, you know, and I know there's rules in the party, and there's even been comments about changing those rules, but you know, is that Harold? got that election stolen from her last year the gop should be helping her win that election you have new candidates like i said karen you know myself uh elisa these are the new bloodlines of the republican party that can actually take on the democrats and hopefully have election success win these races next year but instead you know we're going to try the same old thing and really when you talk to voters they don't really look at the parties in New Mexico is Democrat and Republican. They look at it as the good old boys club and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is the voters. Yeah. The voters need to be the ones that are picking and choosing the candidates, not the, the party establishments. This is the same thing that's happened in the Democrat Party last year. You know, I've heard things. It's not your turn to run. It's not your time. Uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's up to the voter to pick and choose who they think is going to win that election. Yeah, Brett Kokonatis is with us. Hang hang on, uh, Brett. We'll have more with him coming up next. He's running for Congressional District uh, 1 in that seat, and he's taken exception to the New Mexico GOP 
saying to work hard to change the complexion of our congressional delegation and also how uh, Steve Pierce is running the Republican Party in the state of New Mexico. More with him next. we got Chris and Vince on the line. Hang in there. We'll get to your calls coming up uh, after we chat with Brett Coconanis. Uh, CD1 candidate uh, in the GOP. And uh, uh, Brett, have you lost confidence in Steve Pierce to, to run the GOP in New Mexico? Well, I mean, I think if our goal is to win the hearts and minds of a state where our voters are of many diverse cultures and backgrounds, um, we, we should have been a little bit more mindful uh, in the choosing of our words and more importantly in, you know, the follow up. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I hear coming from the state party as far as what they want to do, what their initiatives are. But again, I'll just say, like, you look at Trump. Trump came in, and they did not choose to work or leave that responsibility with the state party. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that points to leadership. You know, there is a division. Everyone knows about the division and the factions between the Martinez group and the Steve Pierce group, right? Yeah. And to win, to, take, to really take advantage of this opportunity that we have to have in 2020, I mean, because we have that chance in all three races plus the Senate race, we need to be focusing on uniting the party and building trust and confidence with voters that may be different than, than us and frustrated with the Democratic social tax suspend agenda in New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so, what, what was really unfortunate was the fact that uh, Susanna Martinez – at one time, a very popular governor. I mean, she won two statewide races, um, sat out um, this last election, um, and didn't campaign for anybody. And I think it, a lot of that, and you can speak to this, the warring between the Martinez people and the, the Steve Pierce people. At Steve Pierce at the top of the ticket last time around as governor, um, and I heard this from, from other campaigns, they had to go through Steve if they wanted to do something here. It was almost like... His people were running a lot of campaigns in the state of New Mexico in 2018. Yeah, and I mean, it just seems that that seems to be the truth, honestly. I mean, that's how I feel. I know that's how a lot of the new candidates have felt, too. We've all met with the chairman at one time or another and have talked about the race. And you can kind of get the vibe of, you know, you're either the pick or not. And then you see all the stuff that's happening behind the curtain about how they will control, you know, who's going into what races. Uh, who, who they're going to support publicly within the county parties. And the thing is, those candidates are usually the ones that end up losing. And instead of having those new faces, like Karen Bedoni, you know, she's a great lady. Her and I get along great politically. We're good friends. And I think she's one of the best candidates that we have in the party. Same thing with Elisa Martinez. You know, that is a great candidate to go against Ben Ray Lujan and the U.S. Senate seat. The GOP needs to really take a look at what opportunities are there, who are our warriors and gladiators that we're going to put into this race to defeat the Democratic uh, officials. Mm-hmm. Now, with yeah. the with the state party, do they allocate money to the candidates? So they can't get involved in anything until after the primary. Mm-hmm. That's according to the rules, uh, though, however, you know, we can see that I've seen it personally where there's a lot of activity behind the scenes, you know, yeah. and I've gotten attacked based upon my call for Steve Pierce. I've also gotten about 100 phone calls today in support of my position from a diverse group of people, Yeah, you know, so I think 
there's going to be a lot more support for what I'm saying about Steve Pierce's leadership in the party. And are we really focused on winning elections? Because as a new candidate, you know, I don't have that much experience running in the race. But from just a, as, as a small business owner, as someone who fights every day to, to you know, grow a business, I don't see the GOP doing enough and picking the right people to support. And even if they can't support them publicly, they should be fair behind the scenes and be looking at those candidates they really think have an opportunity to win elections. Yeah, right it, now, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like the, GO, the state GOP wants to win elections. Yeah, and I think that the president, I think President Trump's campaign saw that too. Yeah, Brent Coconatus with us, uh, running for uh, Congress CD one. He's calling for the. Now you are calling for the resignation of Steve Pierce, right? That's correct. Of a GOP chairman, and um, uh, coming up, we'll chat a little bit more about uh, the direction of the party and and what Brent has seen, kind of behind the scenes. Brent, can you hang on a few more minutes for us? Absolutely, Brent. All right. Brent Coconatus with us again. Uh, we'll take your calls on this uh, coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour here on News Radio KKOB. 94.5 FM at AM 770 News Radio KKOB. Uh, we're chatting with uh, Brett Coconatus. A couple more minutes with him, and we'll get to some of your calls on this about the wording in a, a GOP party email that said, uh, to work hard and change the complexion of our congressional delegation. Brett Coconatus, who's running for a CD1, um, is calling for Steve Pierce's resignation. And uh, I did reach out to uh, the GOP, Steve Pierce's people today. I didn't hear back from them until just a few minutes ago. And uh, the communications director says that uh, Steve Pierce is not available today, but they stand by their statement. Uh, Brett Coconatus with us, uh, News Radio KQB. Now, one of the things with the party chairman of New Mexico, um, when when this was up for grabs, nobody really wanted this job. Uh, there was only one person that ran against Steve Pierce, and of course, yeah, you know, John Rockwell, I believe. Wasn't yeah. It? Yes. Huh? And, of course, Steve Pierce walks into the room. Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to squeeze everybody out. Um, and there was only one other person that was that was running for this job. Yeah. Well, here, here, here's the, the problem, Brad. And I, I've gotten a lot of feedback on social media about Republicans that, you know, want to stand up. They're tired of the political corrective, uh, correctiveness issues coming from the left. And, you know, whether that's your stance on the issue or not, I will stand stand up and say, that's great, but how do you win elections if you don't appeal and build relationships with voters not in our party? I mean, there's not a district or the Senate race besides, you know, magical little CD2 down there that has the voter base to win elections running on the Republican ticket by yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you need to be able to reach across that aisle to the independents and to the disenfranchised Democrats. This is the year we're running on the excitement and success of the president, and we have to be able to reach those voters. And what they did, you know, it's an unfortunate issue. Uh, I think that that did not any service to any of the candidates running this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as I said earlier, you play stupid games, you're going to win stupid prizes. It's almost like uh, they're running these statewide elections like they run elections in, in CD2, where it takes, there's a different kind of math to win a statewide election in New Mexico for a Republican. That's right. I mean, that's true in the first congressional district. The third congressional district is, you know, 
traditionally uh, a Democrat, you know, but this is the year what, what our governor has done and this legislative session has done in 2019 with just another one coming around the corner in 2020 with 65 pre-filed bills is going to upset a lot of people because they're seeing all of these, you know, social agendas, tax and spend policies, things that are hitting people at home, affecting their day-to-day lives, affecting their income, affecting the security and crime of the communities. These are the issues that matter. And this is the opportunity that we have. Mm-hmm. This is just very foolish. Do you think, since you've spoken out now, do you think other GOP candidates will, will also speak out on this? Well, Clark Gavins uh, from the U.S. Senate race, he's a Republican candidate. He didn't call for resignation, but he also, you know, spoke out on this issue. And I think, uh, yeah, I think other people will come to light on this topic, especially Mm -hmm. when we start hearing feedback from our constituents. Yeah. Brett Kokonatis running for Congress, CD1. Good luck to you. We'll catch up again. Hey, Brandon, thanks for having me on the show, and Merry Christmas to you all. All right. Thank you. Brett Kokonatis, uh, running for Congress. ImagineBrett.com is his website if you want to learn more about him. But he's the first GOP candidate. I mean, usually when you have a controversy like this, it's the other side that, that stokes the fire. And, of course, uh, Ben Ray Lujan did. Um, uh, there was some talk of race baiting with the language of changing the complexion of our congressional delegation and that sort of thing. But that's expected. This is politics. Um, It's a very interesting circumstance that now there's not just Republicans, but Republican candidates um, within the party that are speaking out on this. And uh, Brett uh, Kokonatis was the first. We'll take your calls on it, especially kind of the broader issue of the New Mexico GOP and how how to win elections, because Susanna Martinez was able to do that. And it's been, uh, as, as far as statewide elections, uh, hasn't really happened since then. We'll chat about that coming up. 